And we're rolling. Welcome us. It's Dennis and Tony. You're listening to The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. And here's our theme song. That was a long one. I felt like I felt every inch of that. You you take the good, you (laughs) You take take the the bad, bad. you take them both and crack open a Diet Coke. (laughs) That's what you do, man. Um, So much to catch up on. So it's been, we're really trying to get on a a regular schedule. We should just pick a night and try to do it. Although we both traveled. Yeah, well, we're just, we're important. Movies and more. Movies and more. There's so much going on and... I have a cold, and I'm fresh back from Hawaii. Hawaii. I, I uh, yes. So I had a little thing there, and I'm you've... sad about something. What? You you sent me an email saying I'm about to get on the I'm about to go to the airport to fly back from Hawaii. What would you like me to bring you? Do you want coffee? Do you want macadamia? And I was like nothing. And I really regret. I don't want to be that person that's like, nah, don't bring me. Like, well, no, I didn't. Mean I didn't it take grumpy... it as that way. No, no I just felt I... like. You you spent like, time there. Do you have your favorite thing yeah, there? You should always want some, w- when someone sends that email to you. You should never say nothing. Well, because you're the kind of person that would like. Oh, I love those nuts. If you go yes. to Hilo Hatties, I like the kind with totally. the totally. Bring me a or like bottle if it were of Japan, Maui Babe. You have lotion. the Japan yeah. thing that you love. So, so I really re- I regret that. It would well, be something... I have a box of chocolates in my. I bought three boxes back from Hawaii. One yeah. for, for like the people on the show. Oh, um, at your job? At my job. And I have one that I haven't really given out yet, mm-hmm. so we could bring that home and eat it. I'm not supposed to be eating that stuff. All right. So, anyway, but I didn't find, I didn't think it was a bummer. So I just tell thought, us about like, your trip to Hawaii. Well, I got to go on a press trip to Hawaii. It was originally scheduled for May and then July and now September, and I thought I might not get to go because of the job, and I and I was determined to not jeopardize that. But I ended up being able to go, and I I, I didn't go the full um, thing. They all, they the other mm. three journalists went on to Kauai, and I came back. But um, we were in Oahu, and we stayed mm. at um, two Marriott hotel, hotels, hotels, mm-hmm. the Marriott Waikiki, yeah. right there in the zoo in the beach, and the other one is the JW Marriott Iholani, Iholani. Which is on the southwest corner of Oahu. So that's more of a resort situation. Gorgeous. There were three other journalists. Um, Ed Salvato, who always hires me for these press trips at Out Traveler. So he's sent me on a lot of trips, but I've never traveled with him. Uh-huh. And it was interesting to do that because he's really fun. Because he and does a lot of press. Um, yeah, I've always liked him. I always thought he was cute, for sure. Is he single? I think he is. Okay. But I, just, I didn't, you know, I didn't I'm think just putting it in the universe, Just Dennis. putting it out there in the universe. Uh, so Ed, and he takes a lot of trips, so I thought he might be like, you know, overt, seen it and done it all, but he's fun and enthusiastic. And Dan Allen, who's another travel writer I'd met once before, and then another guy named Jeff Guaracino, who is from Philadelphia and is very nice and does a lot of stuff with tourism there. Yes. As well as some writing. And he wants to bring me out to Philadelphia for a press trip. So, have you ever cool. been to that city? I have The city never. of brotherly love? No. All right. But the thing that they did, which I took a little getting used to, is they had some in-jokes already. Uh-huh. Um, they used mints a lot, which is like a, you know, mints on over there. Like, oh, like a mincing queen. Yeah. Oh, hey, mincing. Not that I've ever heard that behind yeah. my back. But they did also do the female pronoun thing, which is a little like, I, I, uh. Oh, they did a bit of that. Oh, oh she's she running always late. she always minces in yeah. late for breakfast. <laughs> I know, but the weird thing was, it took me a while to get used to it. With I'm like, cold who are they cream talking? Still on her face. Like I haven't. Nobody's done that in a while yeah. around me. So I thought, who? What? 
Oh, and then yeah. I had, oh, okay. I like, she. usually when someone is saying, yeah, and she always comes in, we're talking about Joan Rivers. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> she's, she's the she's, only lady in our she's life. She's the only she. Uh, so it took, that took a little getting used yeah. to. Um, but uh, I, I loved being there. We went on three different boating excursions. Okay. And um, they were all fun, but it reminded me of when you and I went on that boating excursion in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, I know exactly. And with the dolphin whistle. Come on, dolphins! <laughs> Come on, dolphins! So, Tony, break it down mm -mm, because mm -mm. it's not as good as any of the stories that I had. Tony and I went on this boating excursion with a bunch of people. This was in Hawaii in like 2000. He was on a cruise yeah. ship, and I came to visit. Yeah, it was the final cruise ship I ever worked on. It was your swan song, as it were. And uh, yeah. And there was a woman that was there clearly on her honeymoon. The husband was handsome, and she was like a, an attractive woman. But and she really, from the get-go, as soon as the little boat like left the harbor or the yeah. pier or whatever, she became the naked mermaid on the bow of the ship. Yeah. Like, leaning out over. Like, she had to be closer to the wildlife than anyone else on board, right? You like, knew from the second you saw her in line instant. with everyone else that she was going to be problem yes. child number one have a lot of Difficult needs and, yes. and you're looking at the guy that just married her like she spent all night dude she spent all night uh researching dolphins uh, she was on the wikipedia page and now she thinks she's a marine fucking biologist right? and so with these things you can't guarantee you're gonna see dolphins it is nature after all so yeah. we had gone out there and we were out there and the second we get out there she starts chanting like the dolphin whisperer in the most high-pitched although i wish way. she was whispering yeah, it's, it wasn't even whispering. No, she was like the, the dolphin, dolphin screamer. screamer. <laughs> we still got it, folks. Even when I have a cold and uh, and a semi wow. bit of color, but she would go, "Come on, dolphins! Come on, dolphins!" Times two hours, and the husband is yeah. sitting there like, "Oh!" And it went on and on. And we would look at the husband, and he would literally raise his eyebrows like, "You don't know the half of it, yeah. girls, oh, ladies." Man. And he would be ladies. like, "Oh, she's always doing that." Hey. Only this time, he meant an actual yeah. woman. You poor mincers have no. You're so lucky. <laughs> you should mince on. I wish I could mince on away from her. So it went on and on, and we weren't seeing any dolphins or any whales. And she was getting louder and Because crankier. she was scaring them away. Let's yeah. be honest. That's what we were all yeah. thinking. Yes. And she was like, just let me. I know what I'm doing. I've read up on it. Come on, dolphins. <laughs> Come on, dolphins. Forever. And it, it was, was like, so She's like weird. the opposite of chumming the water. Yes. It's like she's literally a dolphin repellent. And then right as we were getting ready to go back in, do you remember what happened? A whale came. A whale came. Over and tried to kill her. Right, the whale came to our, basically all of the underwater animals had gotten together. That that particular whale drew You're the, the big drew the, the short straw, and it was like someone's got to go and deal with the humans. Yeah. But hopefully, you can take one of your big fins and just smack that bitch right out of that boat <laughs> and save that poor man. Oh, but God. anyway, we had an amazing it whale. Was really like King Triton yeah. really like rallied the whole undersea kingdom. Oh. He and Ursula joined forces yeah. against this. We look, we have a common enemy. Yeah, we're all going fucking bananas down here underwater. But it was like what we wanted to see. It was like this amazing whale visitor, and I remember it being like. Wow, you never see that out here, kind of. Yeah. Like the guys were all like, well, but the away. worst part was that then she took credit. She thought it was she like, see, I told you it would yeah. work. I and told I'm telling you, if I called you, it. And it's come hard. here, dolphin, is how you get a giant whale to come and breach right next to the ship, <laughs> yeah. the little boat. So, she, and I, I do remember her going, come on, dolphins, come on, dolphins. Oh, 
come on, Will. Come on, Will. Like, she changed her tune midway through. But She's bilingual. It's hard to explain how insufferable this was for so long. No, I think and people then, are getting it. <laughs> and then she turned it around and the whale showed up. It was kind of crazy. But that was like, we were almost like, yes, it was awesome that we got to see that whale, but... Now she's going to continue through life thinking that she has the power. Because yes. she's that person that always thinks she has the power, whatever the power is, in that given moment. Oh, she's and such then, a case. And then, as is the, you know, it is the coincidence of life, yeah. sometimes it happens, not right. because of her, but then she gets to go see I Told You. And that yeah. poor husband, that poor oh, man. He's stuck with her. Why didn't I, he you should know, mince on over to our side, girl? You know what? My dream is that they were on a cruise ship for their honeymoon. And that he was able to then kill her the next day at sea or something. Just dumped her out. Yeah, because... She was a pain in ye old ass. My God. Um, so, I will tell another Hawaii thing. There was a Hula's... You know Hula's is the big gay bar that's been there forever? Yes, I've been they there. They do a catamaran. I don't know. If, I used to date this guy named Eric. Yes. Who was from there. Where, so. Was he from Oahu? I, I don't about, think I've mentioned. I don't think I've ever mentioned him on the podcast. Right. I so. thought about him while I was there and wondering oh, really? what Did part you? I thought about him every time I saw an ad for the Polynesian Cultural Center because I know you guys went there and had that weird moment yes, where sure every did. gay server was like, take me with you. Yeah. And I did. I thought of him a lot. And then I... Um, you know, twisted some flowers in my hand and threw them on the ground. No, I don't know. <laughs> um, but Hula's has a Saturday afternoon catamaran ride. So oh, wow. We went with, with on that, and it was every song you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Give me more, you know, yeah, single ladies. You're damn right. And um, I met an enchanting fellow uh, named Roe. Which is short for Rogelio. Yes, it is. And he had a tattoo mm-hmm. on his shoulder that said "Amor," because you know that was one of that was one of the buzzwords. Don't go. Don't write anything. Nothing's happened. I, I'm literally getting my laptop <laughs> to email you as we speak about but... no. It was just like, oh, I said, funny enough, uh, I like your tattoo. Blah blah blah. And uh, he was really funny. He had a really sweet smile. San Francisco, 25. Didn't ask how old I was. Um, traveling with his girlfriend, so they were like fun party, Will and Grace Ugh. types. Oh, but he was the gay. Okay, he was the gay. Yeah, and um, we were we hung out and had a little thing going, and then he was supposed to meet me at Hula's that night, and he didn't. So I had a flirtation, but no follow through. But it wasn't that big. Of, I wasn't like standing there looking at my watch, going, "Where is he?" He had to go out with the girl, and then the next day I had to leave. But the funny thing is, he had on like kind of little shorts she's always out with her yeah where is Ugh. she well i guess she you mean the girlfriend or him no I know you know her about now. the confused. mincing yeah i don't know which so <laughs> girl the gay girl guy girl uh so we he posts for a couple of pictures and then there was one shot where his total nuts were hanging out and uh, what <laughs> it's on my facebook and i'm sure facebook's gonna make me turn it tell it down like you you have to kind of look but it's not that hard to see. You know, like in the Sears catalog, sometimes when they're cockheaded, pop out or whatever. No, I don't remember oh, that on. ever in the Sears catalog. <laughs> it was an urban legend. So anyway, if you go to my Facebook, Rogelio is the guy with the nuts hanging out. And wow. we, we had a little flirty thing, but but no follow through because he uh, Wow, you could see come. his macadamias in Hawaii. Totally, full on. And we were on the... Um, like, so does that mean that he had like a teardrop situation happening? Like... Really two. skinny, and the, like a piece of skin, skinny, skinny, and then two big fat no. nuts hanging like a foot below. Like no, what's going like on? like the ones you see in the adult films where they slap and slap and slap. I yeah. don't. I don't think they were like that. Okay. Um, 
It was just the position. So he of had the like a a purse, like a yeah, like a, a meat satchel. purse. Uh, okay, a, I'd say a, a nut sack. It a was nut, a nut sack. That's what it was. Wow, that finally yeah. makes sense. And uh, they were playing lots of fun music, and you know yeah. the people that drank were drinking. Donna it, Summer. No, more like stop lying. No, like more current. Yeah, but like the Robin, song, Robin, yeah. you know Gaga. Like Scissor you knew sisters. every song, right? And I said to my friends, I said to all these girls, yeah, um, we have to when a song comes on that's going to be this cruise, uh-huh. we'll know it and we'll pick it, uh-huh. we'll seize it. Oh boy, you know. And then a yeah. song would come on, and I'm like, no, that's too associated with the video. That's not quite right. No, right. And um, we picked Womanizer. Because it's not toxic. Right. It's not. You don't remember what she's wearing in that video. You, you don't really know, but it's kind of catchy. Okay. And we all looked at each other, and Rogelio had a vote, of course. And we decided on Woman Now, did he vote, and then his balls voted also? He had three votes. Great. That's, That's true. awesome. And that was enough to sway it. Speaking of, um, you know, tonight is the Britney Glee. I know. I'm excited. Good, because I don't give a damn. Uh, First of all, I don't think that girl is pretty. Oh, I, do. I think she has a really severe face. Like she looks like she's starved herself to be really skinny, and it looks angular and unattractive on her. And I'm when she dances, she's really sharp and really clean. But there's a reason she's a backup dancer and she's not the lead. Like you don't like you, really? she's a better dancer than Britney Spears is. But oh, the other girl. Yeah, I thought you were talking Heather, about Britney Spears. No, no, no. That Heather, what's her name? Heather right, Morris, right, right. Is that her name? Yeah. That it's she also. Her character's name is Britney. Right, right, right. But when she does all the Britney choreographer, like when she's doing um, uh, "I'm a Slave for You," yeah. which is amazing choreography. She's oh. so sharp and so precise and so perfect that it's less fun to watch than when Britney Spears does it. Because I thought it really you were is about the imperfections. I thought you were saying you didn't like Britney Spears as a dancer. And I was like, she's no. my favorite one to watch of all the pop tarts, right? Because there's a f- something feel yes, and a fluidity, and there's, there's an imperfection, and a joy. right? And J Lo doesn't have it. Christina doesn't have it. Gaga right. doesn't have it. None of them. There's have nothing it. robotic. Madonna doesn't have it. There's nothing robotic about Britney dancing. I'd rather she watch Britney dance dances because she loves to dance. Yeah. There's joy. Which, yes. And then there. But hills. then, like Janet Jackson, it's no. always like I practice this for 16 hours yeah. and it is perfect and I am sharp. Yeah. And Same it's like J-Lo. okay, but that's not. But doesn't... yes, Britney always had that thing when she danced. Yes, I and agree. so when I watched all the clips of the Glee girl doing it, I'm it. like. No, it's too it. perfect. Yeah. You've never eaten pork rinds yeah. and Cheetos. Like that's That's what it is. Part of I don't yeah. know, man. I wrote so, a I wrote a joke for Fashion Police will save it stays in for the lead ins where it says, uh, Brittany showed up on Glee this week. She'll go anywhere there's Slurpees, basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> exactly. So, um are there slushies? Slushies are the phony are slushies are real. Slushies thing? is the generic Term what we were use. yes what you use in the industry like right, tissue right, right. right. yeah tissue. it's not a brand so name. i'm looking forward to seeing the britney moment now I'm... we have a whole script for the fashion place and yet you were gone were you i wrote writing it today and i wrote sending stuff from hawaii i wrote um i no, i wasn't okay, sending good. stuff from hawaii i started I'm really writing against that no i started thinking about stuff on the plane ride home and mm. writing little oh britney's in i'll think of things like that i didn't do a ton of work at all but then I got to work and I just started writing stuff. It's Good. not, I, I, it'll get better as the day goes on. Yeah, you know, you know, the first pass. I'm like, eh. but um, so they sent it to you. Uh, okay. I yes, I haven't okay. read it, but I know we got a script tonight already, which is great because 
Last week it didn't come out until like four thirty yeah, on Wednesday. Well, no, the, so this is yeah, good. We're ahead better. of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great thing about Fashion Police that we can essentially get a script out on you know Tuesday before a Thursday morning taping. Because on the Dish, you know, there's no way. To, there's so many shows like Project that are, Runway yeah, that sure. are on Thursday night. We can't put them. You know, they're just big empty holes. So, so yeah, it'll change. But it's there's something there. Yeah. I have this idea. They're doing this thing where there's two, two actresses in horrible outfits, mm-hmm. and they want to do like what were what was she thinking kind of yeah. thing. And I want to do it where Joan literally says what this is what she was. Yes, we that's ask ourselves funnier. this is what we this is what what was Jennifer Garner thinking? Everyone well, saw I this know picture. she was right. Everyone this saw is this what she was thinking. Said, what was she she thinking? was thinking three things: one, jokety joke joke. Yeah. Two, jokety joke joke. Right. But in her persona, so that's what I want to pitch to the other writers. Which is very much like postcards. It's similar, but she but... can deliver it live, and you know, although and we can have fun with it. Joan we'll it doesn't works. so much. Joan doesn't do jokes in another person's voice. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Joan no, Rivers does all of her jokes in the voice of Joan Rivers. Like I know. she has such a persona. So that's the problem with like with postcards. Yeah. The funny conceit of a po- postcard from Crazy Town where we show a picture of a celebrity yeah. and then do their voice, dear Joan, blah blah blah. Yeah. What's hard about that is is that the network really just wants Joan to just be Joan I know. and not ever pretend. To. Yeah. So, you know. Anyway, well that's my idea for that. We'll see how it works. Are we could So, I that. um so the dish is doing its 100th episode. That's such an, a Friday. landmark. That's huge. And you worked on every goddamn one of them. 100 episodes. Except one. There was one that yeah, there was one that I was not a part of. But I was, so it, um, the house was represented. Exactly. Um, but I will still take credit. Yeah, you should. For 100 episodes. That's incredible. That's, do you have so, a cake or something? Uh, so far, I mean, no, Bupkis. There's not even. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna stack some bagels from Bagel Thursday oh into my a God. circle. Yeah, um, um, I know, and I that's the thing. Like, I remember growing up watching Entertainment Tonight every night, and whenever a show would do its 100th episode... It was always a cake. A big, giant cake, either shaped like the number 100, or with, like, a photo of the cast. Yes. Or, like, I remember designing women, and yes. all these shows doing their 100th episode, and, like... and. It wasn't even like B-roll. Like it was like Mary Hart or Mark Steinis. Oh, they all went. They would go for this. Yeah. And it was like a huge – and I'm like, we're – you know, how many shows am I ever going to be involved with that get to the 100 mark and no one fucking cares? <laughs> and it's like oh, – So that – it's such a weird thing like from my childhood. And the reality is 100 episodes don't mean the same as it did then, I guess. The world has changed and I don't know. Well, for – no, it does, should. It should. I was but thinking, like, well, their shows are weekly. No, your show's weekly. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, base cable, regular. And it's not know. like we're on every night. So we no. cranked out 100 shows. For over two or three years. Like, it's two years. It's, yeah. That's exciting. We're on weekly and we've had, you know, hiatuses. So, I don't know. But um, The Dish has been really funny lately, so that's good. I love it. I love Danielle. I laugh and laugh. You just We just She's watched a, a, a clip and laughed. And uh, Fashion Police, the numbers are better again last week than the I wasn't before, here. I didn't see the third one. Yeah. I, th- I, are... I felt in the studio, I thought it was going pretty good. Night and day. Night better, and day right? from our previous episode. Much Worked better. Worked out a lot of the tech stuff. Yeah, then I got an email today that they, they are asking me to do like an audience warm-up before taping from here How forward. How fun. Do you want to so do that, it? Yeah, of course. That's that's kind of fun. And I, I mean, I think it's just like a two-minute 
turn off your cell phones, but like a fun, you know, Amazing. But like, yeah, so that's good. Just that's great. Cause then you more can get... stuff for me to do for less money. And so that's good. I and, like that. But you can put it on your resume as something you do that I opened for John Rivers. Right on. Um, now waiting, you're going on a waiting for my date to open for Joan Rivers. The, really? What's the latest? Just that they're looking at what, what date, you know, when she has a date in California and it's a matter of there's one the... in El Cerrito or La Mirada or something. Yeah. What month is that in? I don't know. But whenever you go to the frontiers website, there's her picture. I need to look that up. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I'm going to go thought about what chunk you would do if you were going to do that. Um, Sit on no, the stick? no, I shit my pants. Maybe I don't know. I, <laughs> definitely cruise ship stuff, but yeah. I just figure I'm gonna wait until uh, I have a date and then Feel, figure it out. Yeah, that's exciting. But um, so and then I do want to throw that out for all of our any of our Los Angeles listeners that I'm gonna be doing my entire show Tony Triple A I shit my pants at Casita del Campo, uh, restaurant in Silver Lake, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So it's like the. 20th, 21st, and 22nd, I think. How it fun. might be 21st, 22nd, 23rd, but I think it's 20th. Coming back. 21st, 22nd. Yeah. We'll have to get all the people from Fashion Police to come. I know, right? And so. And I'll um, plug it in my little newsletter. So that'll be fun. Yes. I'm going to go to Las Vegas this weekend uh, with Ms. Joan Rivers. Are you uh, meeting her there? Or are you literally flying out with her? Uh, no, I'm, she's doing. Thursday through Sunday night. Right. So I'm going to go Saturday afternoon. Uh, my friend Karen from Phoenix is going to meet me Love there. Her. And we're going to go and see Joan uh, Saturday night and then go have dinner with her after the show. Oh, and fun. then um, Sunday, lay by the pool and come back Sunday evening. Fantastic. So I Where know it's amazing. At? She's at the Venetian. Great. And uh, yeah, she was like, I really, you to, really would love for you to come and see the show. And you know, she's doing some jokes in her act that I wrote, so Fantastic. that's kind of exciting. Has she been? Has she tried them out? Yeah, I guess. And um, like what ones? Do you and know? then she um, and so then I yeah then her New York assistant called and was like, Joan has a suite for you. At, Holy shit! You know, da 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 da. And what at the Venetian? Well, it's at she's it's not at the Venetian. I don't want to okay. say what hotel okay. she stays at because is that weird? I don't know. No, if she, wanna... no, you shouldn't. She stays at a different hotel, but she's performing at the Venetian. Yeah, awesome. And so um. Yeah, so but there's a suite. So Karen and I have a suite. Oh, you're gonna have so much fun. But also, here's this. Okay, should I go to the Chippendale show in Vegas and show people the picture of the retard and say, "Do you know this guy? Where is he?" Oh, that's so because catfish. he it's said very right, catfish. which I saw, which we need to talk about. Oh. But. So, yes. but should I follow it up and try it's to... It's a much better end of the story than the Sonic. I know. Although, exactly. You should give it a... So, I kind of Is there a like... potential for crashing and burning, or is it more just curiosity? No, well, it would be... Point? It would, you know, they could say, well, he used to work here, or he applied for a job, and he always yeah. showed up in a Chippendales t-shirt, and we never hired him. Or, I right. mean, I feel like they're... Yeah, I feel like I need a button. The towel boy. To you that do need story. a button. You do need a button. Because um, it ends on kind of a downer note. Maybe he's a full blown Chippendale, or maybe yeah. he's. The water boy. Yeah, so I feel like I should. Yeah, I owe definitely. the listeners. Yes. Because on one hand, I'm so ashamed of myself yeah. for driving an hour to go. I mean, again, this, the way the story ends now, I'm the retard. Yes. But so you need to spin it a different I way. Oh, I feel like, you know, so there's that. So what did you think of Catfish? We don't want to give too much away, but I really liked it. I, I it loved it. And first of all, that kid you know, is the most adorable thing in movies. Yeah, he's the lead super guy precious. Is so, and he winning. just seems so gay. 
And as soon as you start to believe maybe he's not gay, then he does something that's even gayer. Yeah. And you're like, no, no, he likes this girl, and he's not gay. And then he does something gayer. And then you're like, no, he's not gay. And then there's the scene where he's running around the hotel room in his underwear, and you see his lower back tattoo, and you're like, all right, he's for sure gay. I can't. He's an actor. It's all fake. Yeah. He's gay. And now the movie's ruined. Rewind. But. I enjoyed it. I went there. I, 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 all, I refused to read any reviews. Yeah, no, better if you don't. Because I didn't want to find out what this big twist was. Yeah, it's... And then there isn't really no. a twist. It's not like a thriller. So I kept... There's, there's the scene where they go to the farm mm-hmm. at like two in the morning. And yeah. I was like, okay, now a zombie is going to jump out. Yeah. And this is a Blair Witch. It's all a big conceit to get yeah. you into just a horror movie. Right. And that's going to piss me off. Because here's the thing. All of the trailers before it were for horror movies. Yeah. With like, it's all these like little kids possessed by the devil killing people. Yeah, like the fantastic. let the let the right one in the, yeah. the American version. Yeah, and like, and all of these. So they're really marketing it at weird and putting it with weird trailers. Yeah. And I don't know, man. But I loved the movie. I, I don't. Too. I thought it I was don't want to believe that they're all actors and it's all fine. I don't think it I is. I want to believe it's real. I, I think it's. I, think I believe it's real. that he started having this kind of Facebook relationship, and they said we should document this and see where it goes. Yeah. Even if it's just wedding videos that we play, like at your wedding and stuff. Like yeah. here's them. But then it started taking this weird turn, and then they realized, yeah. oh, now we've got something even bigger. I, I think that, once they got there, I think it was pretty much as it happened because the woman is, un, is amazing. She's remarkable. It's because such an you think you're going to hate her, and you're going to want them to beat. Kick yeah. the shit out of her emotionally, and then you feel for her. So complicated. Yeah. So and I like that. So and so um, human yeah. and interesting. I loved it. Um, so I'm also because I have a cold. We don't see <laughs> severely handicapped people just in the world. We yes. hide them. We hide them in our culture. Yes. And it's so weird to have a close up that you can't turn away from of someone that just has a handicap. And it's yeah. like, it's shocking how uncomfortable it makes you yeah. as a person to just see like, and you can see why a person would need a fantasy world. Yes. Like, yeah. But I mean, it's just, so yeah, my dad, I think would hate it. And I loved it. I loved it. Oh, well, another thing that happened in uh, Hawaii is mm-hmm. I met the, country's highest elected transgender politician great kim coco iwamoto she is uh on the state school board there and we got mm-hmm. to do an interview with her okay. she's sassy she's a shit caller yeah you would like her and her name is kim coco i know and that was her given name like all of her she had five four brothers and then her mm-hmm. and all her other brothers were like chad jeff chuck and then she was named kim coco because her mother was pregnant and they went to the launch party for the Coco Hotel or whatever, <laughs> and she went into labor. And, um, but um, Kim Coco is, she got into the school board because she was a foster parent for um, teens, usually queer and questioning teens. Like, yeah. you know, people have been kicked out of their house, whatever. Question. And, and she sort of saw what was going on and she decided to run for school board. And she is a shit caller. If her colleagues, she goes, I'm not very popular with the rest of the board. If they fall asleep in a meeting, yeah, cell phone picture. Good. <laughs> and she said that the way you campaign there is you stand by the side of the freeway and like wave 
it's called the wave. It's kind of like being in P Town, but her she has her colors and her choreography and you know. So she was quite. And impressive. when you say she, you mean she now? I mean she for sure. Good. And uh, she was very cool, and she. Um, it was a, a really interesting case of someone who just never felt bad about themselves. And I don't know where it comes from, if it's the parents or somebody has that thing within them from the beginning. You're going to make me cry. Well, she – what happened? There was a counselor when she was like 13, mm-hmm. and the counselor sent her to like the school counselor or whatever. Who was him at this point. It was him and said – and explained, I think you're transgender. And and she and right away the mother whisked her to a therapist, and the therapist said, "Your mom's gonna want me to give you a little red pill that's gonna change everything, but I think it's your mother who needs to take the little red pill." So right away she had somebody that said, "You know what? Yeah, this is the way it is. This is who you are, and you know, there's no reason for you not to be that." And she just had a really interesting story, and I just love the idea. She's a little bit sassy and a little bit. You know, a little bit. Um, I love that, and I just love the idea of seeing her in board meetings. And she, she's a shit kala. And if you, there's a picture of her on. My I Facebook admire that. Too. Yeah, I she think was that's very cool. I um, I cried in my cubicle today. Why? Because I read um the Ann Coulter quotes. Oh, I didn't know. And what, I got all choked on... up, and then and I cried in my cubicle. Oh, what did she say? She just said that. Everyone wants to be black now so they can have their civil rights and gay people are not black and it's not the same thing and they, they're not civil rights. I don't know. It's just like that. And God knows I love jokes that involve race and the power of certain words to shock people Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I date all these Asian guys, but I think, you know, Ching Chang and stuff like that is fun. Like, but when you forget what it feels like to hear someone use one of those words with malice behind it Mm -hmm. and just the word black and gay, not even faggot. Or, yeah. But, like, it just – man, it's amazing how quickly you go back to – but I think I'm also super tender because I finished reading The Velvet Rage oh, wow. this weekend. We have to and have your book report. I really feel like it's a book that while I was reading it, I was like, yeah, this is fine. Like, it's not like, oh, my God, it's my whole life written in this – like, it's like, you know, whatever. I guess, yeah, I kind of relate. And then when you're done – Man, it's like the next day, excuse me, the next day, it was like a fucking ton of bricks landed on me. Oh my God. And that's when Where it Where were me. you? Were uh, you just here? Just like, at work. Okay. But like, that book is some fucking true shit. <laughs> I want and, you to meet the author because he's so nice and cool. It really was like, wow. It, so, I mean, everyone should read it. And But don't you like the stuff that he says at the end, like the 10 things that you can do? And Yeah, but maybe those are the things that maybe hit home even the most. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Accept your body just, the way it is right now. Ugh. <laughs> Fat fucking chance. But, yeah. And, uh, like, but just always the whole idea. Not, yeah. My dad goes, we were sitting on the plane because I went to Houston this weekend. Oh, I did not know with that. With my sister and my father because uh, 
my uncle's wife turned 50 six months ago, but she was in the end of her battle with colon cancer and uh, had just at, at the point where her birthday came, she had just had her surgery where they removed a part of her colon and she still had a colostomy bag and she wasn't seeing anyone or doing anything. She was just, you know, and so she's now obviously has the bag removed and is back eating food again and stuff. So it was her 50th and a half. It was exactly six months after her 50th birthday. He threw this, tremendous surprise party and there were oh like gosh. 10 of us that flew in from out of state Amazing. and there was about 50 people total and she was so surprised and it was great anyway so my dad and my, so i flew to phoenix and then took a plane with my dad and my sister because that's like one of the things that my dad loves the most is sitting on a plane with his two children Aww. and just fucking talking the whole time and um so anyway but when we flew back he was like what's that book you were reading and I was like, oh, it's called The Velvet Rage. And it's basically about how gay men have to be fabulous as adults to somehow validate their existence for being innately flawed. Yes. And that that's a great burden to carry your whole life and to release it. Yeah. But I don't know if that's really what the book is about. But that I sounds- thought it was shocking that that was my one sentence synopsis of it i think that's in that moment yes and that that in order to avoid the shame of being different you do certain things to to keep that feeling at bay which is you have the most beautiful house you have the hottest body but it's the fabulous yes it's big it's not enough to just be sort of you know good or better than average or whatever it has to be the best or whatever and because you need because that just means you break even yes it's a certain kind of validation. You've and if got you this don't huge get deficit, it, so then you do this huge plus in the other column, and that balances out to zero. And if you don't get that plus, or if you don't get that validation, right. it makes you angry. There's hence the rage, and you do things. But what about the parts about relationships where they talked about abandonment and um, betrayal, and like I related to some of that in terms of different relationships. Sure. Yeah. Um, but you were saying about your dad. Yeah, and but boy, his eyes sure widened when I said that. It was that was a lot for a sixty-year-old straight man to take, and he's like evolved. He wants to know. He gets it, but that even for him was like Jesus. That's what's interesting about this book is the story inside baseball stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, Good, but yeah, it was. It's a great book, and it's upsetting, but hopeful yes um, it gives you some tools to ways to think about things but yeah. i like what it had to say about passion and integrity and like the three things that sure helps make a happy life and um we definitely recommend you read it oh speaking of books yeah one of the coolest things that happened in hawaii is at one of the hotels at the marriott in waikiki they introduced us to this author who lives there named cowie hart hemmings i believe is her okay. name and she wrote a novel called the descendants and it was optioned for the movies, and Alexander Payne just directed it, and wow. it stars George Clooney. Wow! So we, I got to meet her and talk about her, and she got a little, you know, she got to play his secretary in the movie. And oh it's going to be the director that did Sideways and Election and about Excellent. Schmidt and Citizen Ruth, which we loved. Love it. Um, and uh, so I've been reading that book, and it's really good. It's got that perfect Alexander Payne kind of serial comic thing it's contemporary and i loved meeting her it was very cool well speaking of reading 
Okay, do we have I a, have a um, little reading? I have a we have a uh, an email, and you fuckers are not emailing us enough. So it's the sometimes comedy I couch. don't. I sometimes I forget to write back. I don't always write back. I pretty much no. I think pretty much everyone gets a response back, or they get read on the air, and then we talk to them. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to write back to this person because we're going to do a whole ten chunk about chunk it. Now. Okay, Jesus. Um, oh, I have more diet coke I can pour. So this email is entitled "Dear God." Please make suck your dick rejoin Facebook equals comedy couch gold. Does that make sense to you? He wants the tard back. Give him back his tard. But wait, suck your dick. I want to suck your dick. Oh, make him rejoin Facebook. Yeah, get him back. Okay. So we'll you, now you have to do the Vegas thing. You have yeah. to. You have your marching orders. I want, I want to suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a baby. That's my favorite. Give me a baby. <laughs> that's the fucking. That's the best. Um. All right, dearest Dennis, beloved Tony. Oh, sweet. I'm, well, I'm conflicted by the separation because is dearest better than beloved? I feel no. Like I it think is. he likes the D and D, the alliteration. <sighs> Well, then why isn't it terrific, Tony, or something? Why is I it... think Beloved's better than terrific. I don't know. I don't know. Well, whatever. I, I feel insulted, thoughts. Dan. <laughs> right out of the gate. Um, is it Dan James? It is. I wasn't going to say his last name, but yes. So much for anonymity. Oh, shit. He's um, my buddy from Australia. Yes, it is. Okay, so dearest Dennis, beloved Tony, been a while since you had one of Dan's bizarre email rants from Down Under, but alas, on the brink of Hensley birthdayness, the time has come. That's because right. Dennis Hensley's birthday is... Isn't it is, like an hour? Yeah, it's the 29th of the month, and uh, yeah, so it's like in like an hour and a half. Right on. All right. And so you fuckers at least better write and tell him happy birthday. I've already got posts on my Facebook from like more people that I don't know than I do. Yeah. Which is not a complaint. And more. This is an observation. It's like, who's that? Who's that? All right. The letter continues. Okay. From the perspective of an avid Comedy Couch listener, 2010 is going great for you guys. I'm really very happy for you both. The contrast to last year is extreme, and that's nice to see. Smiley face. Okay, so I want to stop right now because we need to take a moment to just have some gratitude because that's right. That is really true. And one it of the things so in the Velvet true. Rage was about trying to uh, really be aware of your joyful moments, being that's aware right. of your joy in life. Because so much of the time that we're depressed, it's not even so much that we're unhappy; it's that we're numb to the joy. We're not seeing. The, the joyful moments that are already present in our life. And that was a thing that, that really kind of sang true. And that's when I started wearing the bracelet. You know, I started having that. I had a, a string tied around my wrist for a, about about a year now. And then, and I just put this other bracelet on a couple of months ago. That's nice. But that's what it's about. It's about every time I see it, I need to remember to things to be grateful for right now in my life that I possess mm -hmm. and stop having it always be about, well, someday I'm gonna. And yes. I'm, I think so, that's a beautiful thing. There we go. Gratitude moment. Moving on. Love it. Yeah. People are driving off the fucking road. I know. Whatever. Who am I? Um, and then he continues. <laughs> I keep waiting for him to go. But boy, those 2009 podcasts. When, I know. When you, the shitstorm 09. <laughs> they sure were better. Those were good times, man. Uh, I sure was. It was better when Tony's with Eric. And okay. So anyway, he continues. Um, I'm happy that you're both working creatively. That's great. Podcast wise, Tony, is it lame to say OMG? 
In the early podcast days, I made a comment that you used to make me deaf via your jubilant loud outburst on the podcast. Now I have to say you make me behave like a deranged madman bursting into bouts of laughter in the most random of public places, making me question where I choose to listen to you guys. But I don't give a damn. You are a funny, funny guy. You both are. But Tony, you go there. You are a great comic duo. I have almost cried... And off the record, peed my pants, listening to Tony's impressions of the, I want to suck your dick, Apparently, man, off the record means nothing to means you. Means Tony's going to read it out loud. <laughs> no chapter um, in the Velvet Rage about how to handle off the record. Uh-uh, nope, not in there. Uh, <laughs> and then he continues, man, I wish you guys had met. I'm distraught that he deleted his Facebook accounts because your audience needs some closure there. <laughs> All right, you've got your marching orders. Um, and the Betty White hating... <laughs> Like I said, oh, tears. Um, Dennis, I meant to write earlier. I really wanted to say how awesome it was that Russell T. Davies has been there for you. He has been such a huge iconic influence on pop culture in the last 10 years. He reinvented gay representations on TV, not to mention science fiction. And it's weird because his fingerprints are everywhere, but no one really knows who he is. Is that a fair assumption? I remember when I first read Screening Party, seeing the quote, thinking, wow, this guy knows Russell T. Davies. It's a bit of a movies and more it's moment. Totally movie, but for him, it is movies and more. For Russell. Yeah. I know, but it's a movies and more moment for your life, too, yeah. because you oh, do fantastic. know him, and now you have a relationship with him. I and, do. You know, your professional lovers. Okay. Um, he continues, I think the Joan River stories are great. She sounds like such a classy lady. Off the record, I continue reading, uh, <laughs> off the record, has Kathy Griffin come up in conversations? When you watch D-List, well, when I do, it's always, Joan is my best friend, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyways, I'm off to finish the last season of a great TV show, Unwatched in My TiVo, that Tony would most likely hate if he watched it, The Wire. Yeah. Uh, love your New Zealandish fan from Australia, Dan. P.S. Dennis, did you go to Christchurch when you were when you did the New Zealand gig? My I hometown. Did not. My hometown there was wrecked by massive earthquakes the last p past couple of weeks. Getting some short film projects, blah blah blah. This is about him and not about us, so I'm not going to read it. Oh, <laughs> he also says tattoo wise, why not? Because it's why the year not? of why not. That was the summer of why not. It's the fall of. Well, hell yeah. yeah. Well, it's the it's the autumn of don't get that tattoo. <laughs> um, so let's address the conversations. Let's go to the Kathy Griffin question about Joan Rivers. It's a fascinating question. Well, oh god, I'm so conflicted in this moment. You don't even know this. I don't know this story either. But if you you know what, if you feel conflicted, tell it in a hula dance and I will get the meaning and then you won't have to say it on the someone air. on the fashion police show during a commercial break said to Joan Rivers that they um, know that she's friends with a certain other comedian. Right. Uh, but they had to just they just wanted Joan to know that they think Joan is much funnier. And Joan's response, I thought was interesting. Now, granted, I'm going to read things in, given my own personal experience. Right. But Joan said, well, we have known each other a really long time, and we're very close. But she's this, I'm not going to say who the comedian was, uh, but this other comedian that the person was mentioning, not Joan Rivers, um, Joan said, but this comedian is very different than I am. 
uh, she tells stories and I just do a bunch of jokes. And she tells these long stories and um, she's very comfortable with that. But I'm not comfortable going 10 minutes without getting a laugh. But apparently she is. And that was the quote. So I'm not saying that was a backhanded dig. Yeah, I don't. But I, it was interesting the way it came out and the face that was made. Uh, yeah, no, know, I get I, that though. I get, I get it from both angles. So that's you... a that's a totally diplomatic observation. Okay, and it's true. I mean, if you're a if you're a comic and you want them to laugh, and you go into a long story and there's no laugh for mm-hmm. a long time, and it's building towards something, right? That's kind of like, oh shit! Like you know what I mean? It's kind of a gamble. So I think that's re- interesting. So, so have you not talked to her more about like your? Well, history I have thing? never mentioned that name to Miss Rivers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my thinking is, uh, should Joan Rivers and Kathy Griffin be hanging out and somehow my name come up, which would be shocking. I don't think it would. But if it were to come my... up because of Joan, I think Kathy would just say, oh, I used to know him. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, whatever. And then yeah. change the subject. And that would be that. Yeah. I don't think there would be any reason for either Kathy or you or I yeah, to rehash anything. And you know, we, you and I have not talked about, you know, Kathy Griffin other than just saying her name really. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've not, there's not gossip there. There's not really mm-hmm. a big. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any upside to. Yeah. So, but, but I it's do, a, it's you know. a very, it's a logical question. Sure. From it, our avid listeners. And it will be uncomfortable whenever it happens. Um, that's very, and cool. then, um, I would probably love the wire, but I probably will never watch it. Right. But I hear it was a great show and I really want to see Oz. I really want to sit down I think and watch all those in that. cock and balls. Yeah. Um, and then, so yeah, did you go to Christchurch? No, you didn't. I did not. All right. I did. I went to, uh, Auckland and, um, Queenstown. Um, so yesterday, I, I started coming down with a cold like the second to last day. Yes. Of, so yesterday we got a massage treatment, and I love to get a massage or a spa treatment. Sure. Free, amazing, nice. They gave mm-hmm. us our own robes that we're going to send to us with our monograms, and I love to get a massage treatment. I My nose was running so bad, and I didn't know what to was do. Was your face in the little ring? Yes. And so was I it think just dripping I was out onto dripping the floor? onto the floor. I think it was dripping onto the floor. Well, I think the protocol in that situation is saying to the masseur. Is it I masseur told him I or had masseuse? allergies. Uh, masseur. It was a. It was a dude. What's the difference between masseur and masseuse? Gender, I think. Mm. I think masseur is a is a man and masseuse is a woman. I think. I don't think that's true, but mm, Alonzo know. will know and he'll, yeah. he'll text me in the morning. Um, God bless him. <laughs> um, and um, but anyway, I think you just say, "Hey, I'm having this allergy thing. My nose is running. What do you?" recommend and let them just say oh just drip all over the floor who cares you know it's your time relax yeah. or oh well here we'll put this tissue i don't know what they would do well i kept i asked him for a tissue and i did a few things but anyway i really it was like my favorite thing and i was like oh this is going on forever i can't that so anyway and now i'm super pluggy but mm-hmm. but i made it there and had fun and it was great um i talked about the guy and his balls yes you did uh, oh and there was a half price karaoke um Thing in our hotel after 10 uh half price sushi bar and they had karaoke yeah 
And this this kind of cool lesbian got up and sang something to talk about right to her girlfriend. And it was like, I feel like a voyeur. Was, yeah. Yeah. I was like. Get a hut, you yeah. two. Maybe they're seeing something <laughs> we don't, darling. I want to eat you. your big hairy bush. <laughs> I want to put my face deep in your crotch. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, okay. Oh, God, please don't. No, this is so funny. Okay, so these travel writers in this gay media circle, they all know a lot of the same people. So there's, one, there's this one writer that we all know. And I found out that he has this propensity for get, having too much to drink in, like, a bar and sticking his finger up people's asses. What? That's his thing. Dennis. It's his thing. Stop making up lies on the It's podcast. not a lie. Like, you're in a bar and you put your hands down somebody's pants and you're like, you know. You get it down their pants and then curve your index yes, finger and it and goes in their first sphincter, yes. second sphincter. I don't probably first, but all of us are kind of aghast at this because it's a Ugh, person I hope he has with a fingernail brush. I know. Well, who's also got a position of responsibility, and he gets drunk and he does that. And it's, Andy Cohen. No, and everyone knows it. That, oh, that's good old finger guy. But I had a theory. I because th- it often happens in bars. What if he were hypnotized to put his finger in the nearest anus whenever he heard like believe or poker face <laughs> or. <laughs> or that. In other Just words, ice in a glass. Maybe it's not You're something really, he can control. See, this is what's wrong with you, Dennis. What? You are always looking for the reason to excuse and justify someone's bad. Like, well, may, no. Maybe I, he's not a bad person. I think he's disgusting and gross. I think okay, that's so good. gross. I want but you to I do love. That. I do. I, in other words, I was trying to think of why would somebody do that so willy nilly? Well, it would be funny. I do on, like that as a hypnotic suggestion. On though. like a TV show or something. Yeah. For them to have a, a character that has some strong personality traits and not say anything for like the whole first or second season, knowing that then in th- season three we're going to reveal that they had had a post hypnotic. There was a hypnotic, they went to some hypnotist show. Yeah. And all these years they've still, whenever they hear something, and that you could go back over the past episodes and realize that that thing only happened when, when this they, was playing and you never made yes. the connection. That's that would good, be a genius thing for a, a writer to twist. do. For sure. Yeah. But that's I what I've decided. I was listening to NPR this evening, which I call Jazz for No Reason. <laughs> which I love. And because, right, they're just talking and then they like finish the story and we'll be back. And they go, and now the market. And you're like, why was that? Yeah, what was that? But they were interviewing the man who created Boardwalk Empire. Oh, cool. I want to see that. And, you know, after its Sunday night premiere on Monday, it was re- renewed for season two. Yeah, because I guess it did really good. Did Which you watch it? never happened in the history of HBO, but it got the highest rating HBO has had in like over six years. Wow. It had like 12 million people watch or some like an astronomical number for HBO um, on a Sunday night. And so I have not watched it, but he was telling the story about... How he, uh, when he was like in high school, someone said, you really have a knack for writing. And so when he went to college, he was like a lit major, but also poli sci. And he was working as a doorman, I think in a club, a nightclub, to working through, through college. And then when he was graduating college, 
he was like, oh, what am I going to do with my life? And he was like, well, I'd like to be a writer. But then he realized that doormen generally make twice as much as writers. So he was like, fuck the writing. I want to do something that makes money. And the only professions he could think of that made a lot of money were doctors and lawyers. So he then went on to law school and became a lawyer. And I love when people are like, so I just became a lawyer. Like, right. that's just something that's like you just do in a weekend. Yeah. And it's really hard. And yeah. a lot of people try to become lawyers and fail, you know, whatever. So, but he just, you know, became a lawyer and then he graduated, took the bar and spent two years. And this is his quote, two years as New York city's most miserable lawyer making a ton of money, but just not enjoying it. Yeah. Really wishing that he were writing. And every time he would watch a TV show that was good, he'd go, I wish I wrote that. And it was nagging at him. And so I'm like, I fucking hate this guy. Right. Meanwhile, I'm in line at the slowest Jack in the box in the world and all I'm getting is a, a large iced tea, which is $2.18. And I have the coins in my hand because I love to pay with exact change when I go through a drive-thru. That just gets me off. I don't know why. Makes you feel good. I just fucking – that's the only time in my life that I like exact change. Yeah. Because I don't even carry coins in my pocket. But I have a little coin dish in my car and I just love yeah. – whatever. So I've got my 218 in my hand and now my hand is going to smell like coins, which is a fucking gross smell and I hate because it's taking so long. There's like two cars ahead of me and it's whatever. So he, I'm hearing the whole fucking interview. And he's talking about how he then uh, decided I need to follow my passion. Yeah. And so he moved from New York and just took his two years worth of lawyer money and – sold out something and took the money to move to LA and then was looking through writer. He went to the writer's guild and looked through literary agents and he saw a name and it was someone that he had gone to college with. And he called the person up. They were back in New York and said, you're a literary agent now. And the guy goes, no, I'm a real estate attorney, but someone I just sold a house to just sold this script. And so I'm acting as his lawyer, but I don't want anything about being an agent, but I used my commission on the house to become bonded as a literary agent. And he goes, great, you're my agent now. And he went and got a, mailbo a, a mailbox, et cetera, fake address, created a fake name for an agency and said, I'm going to do all this here in LA under your name as my agent. And then if I get, if I fucking get anything, I'm going to give you 10% just like you're my agent. So the real estate attorney in New York is just doing his New York real estate thing. Right. He has all these spec scripts that he's written. Right. And he puts on a baseball cap and every day goes and delivers these scripts to the various production companies and agencies and stuff around town. And is like, here's the scripts that so-and-so asked for. And the person at the front desk doesn't know that so-and-so never asked for the script, so they take them. Wow. And he was like, and I just figured at least they're in the building. Maybe someone will read it. da da da, da. Um, in the first month of doing that, he gets a call from the executive producer of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Hey, we read so-and-so's script. They leave a message on this fake voicemail. Right. We read the script and we think it's great. We'd love to meet with this writer. So this is at like four o'clock on a Friday and the attorney in New York is gone for the weekend. So he returns the call pretending to be the New York real estate person who's the fake agent. Wow. Sets up the meeting and has had a TV career ever since. And I'm like, I know this is supposed to be a great story of just, you know, just live Clever your life and, and take yeah, yeah, risks. Yeah. And But it fucking annoyed me. And maybe it was because the Jack in the Box was taking so long. But I was fucking pissed. Yeah. All right. I so your thoughts. That. Well, yeah. I don't know. Like, how about you 
spend your whole life becoming good at something and then maybe get your just rewards. Well, I also wonder how many scripts he had in a drawer. Because I... He had, I think, three spec scripts. You know. Because the French Prince woman said, um, our show is really teen-oriented and all of his spec scripts are a little adult. Does he have anything younger? And he goes, as the fake agent, he goes, oh, he has a Wonder Years script that's really great. But because of the long weekend, I won't be able to get it to you until like Tuesday. And she said, okay. And he spent from Friday night until Tuesday writing right. a Wonder Years spec. And that was like his fourth script. Well, it sounds like he had the goods to, you know, and he, he hustled and stuff. Maybe there was something in his tone that made him more... You know, it was just very like, yeah, I just came here. And in my first month, I was just, you know, I wanted to be a television writer. So I just started doing it. And I started writing television shows. Everyone should. Well, I do think the hardest part of writing is writing like he had the goods. Yes, but how many people have great spec scripts? I'm not not faulting this guy and I haven't seen the show. Maybe he's super talented. But it was sort of like. Anyone else, you'd be like, oh, my God, I have this friend who fucking puts on a baseball cap and acts no. like he's a delivery boy and g- delivers these scrumps every day. And it's fucking embarrassing. And then but for him, it's like, well, I'm, was I thing. much more believe that something like that happened than than he had. A, he got an agent and the agent made it happen. I much more believe the, that's true. You that's know, a really good in point. other words, like I, the, no one's going to do it for you. And and they're not like, I, you know, everyone that I know that has agents just complain about them. So um, it makes sense to me that he was like, you know what? Pretend to be my agent. I'll do yeah. it. Right, um, do you want to hear something that pissed me off? I do. Um, I was in Palm Springs last weekend before yeah. Hawaii. I think we talked about that on the podcast. I don't remember. No. Um, I can't remember when we even did our last podcast. I went and stayed with my friends, Evan and Jose. Yes. He has a house out there. So we're driving down the street, and there's a church with a marquee. Yeah. And it said, you know how they could change yeah. the thing? And it said, what if you don't believe in me and you're wrong? Dash God. And I read that, and I thought, fuck you. Like, I'm not sure what exists in terms of the Almighty, yeah. but I do know he's not bitchy. He's not no. like he's not like the he's blonde. not giving out sound bites. No, and he's not the blonde girl in the high school movie that's like, if you don't, what if you don't believe in me and you're wrong? What mm. if you don't have sex with me tonight? Yeah. and you love to regret it. That's who. That's what that sounded like. I'm really drunk, and I would let you stick yeah. it in me right now. Yeah, I'm so, God. Yeah, I know. no, like God's God not isn't that. that. No, God isn't like. What if you don't call me? And that's you shut the best up. part of being omnipotent. Yes, you don't need. That is that petty you already bitchery. know yeah. what happens if you don't? If someone doesn't believe in you and they're wrong. Yeah. Because you know why? Because you're God. You can see the fucking future. Yeah. So I don't want to know the answer to that question already. I don't want to believe in a God that's that's pe- that's that petty. Yeah, that's the fucking mafia. Yeah. That's not how God. That's not God. No, God's more like, yeah, a little less like not threat. Is that a threat? Are you threatening me, Marquis? That pissed me off. I don't think he's doing the Lord's work, whoever put that up there. Church Marquis. Church Marquis. Oh. Um, what else? I think that might be it. I think that might be it. I'm going to go put my finger in someone's ass. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, th- what's frightening is that I'm the only person here. So. Oh, uh, that's true. That's upsetting. Well, there's a few. Well, I guess there's a couple of flesh jack mini buttholes. <laughs> Come on, everyone's thinking it. I was thinking I'm just, it. You too. were thinking it, I'm thinking it. The whole half the couch <laughs> is just thinking it. My little brother, <clears throat> God, he's did so you, fucking did awesome. You talk about it. My little brother is, a, you know, he's 30. Well, he's 31 now. And he, uh, 
he was a Marine and he's straight and he's great. And he's a big, handsome, burly catch of a man. Um, and he also, he listens to our podcast faithfully. Oh shit. Okay, good. And texted me the next day and was like, really bro the flesh jack that's kind of embarrassing i kind of know too much about you now like it was weird hearing his gay that, brother that crossed the line i know i guess okay. he was fine with give me a baby but yeah. like the idea of me fucking no. a little rubber mini butt yeah. was too much I, yeah. whatever straight people i can't claim I to understand where they draw their lines but girl he said that joe rogan is sponsored by flesh jack his podcast and is a huge fan and says it's the greatest feeling until you come, and then the second you come, you're ashamed of yourself. <laughs> well, you guys were like on the same literally page. in an instant, you're like, "Oh, this was the best moment of my." I'm so ashamed. Yeah. So we're in the uh, the post the rarefied air of Joe Rogan, who's probably getting paid or at least some free probably. Product. Probably. Um, yeah. I, meanwhile, I had to pay $58 for my flesh so... jack, which has been used exactly twice. There you go. Um, and uh. I look. I think I would use the flesh check more if it was the days where we hung laundry out on a clothesline to dry, yeah. and I could clip that big vulgar <laughs> rubber innards especially, out on the clothesline. Especially if and it upset was one of neighbors. those clotheslines where you between two buildings with the, you, with the pulley, the, the pulley, so it could like kind of so our neighbors out, would have so to share it. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Well, those are my socks, but that's yeah. your fuck innards." <laughs> that's your rubber intestine that's your masturbation you sleeve yeah i'm sorry i'm missing one of my did anyone see a, a masturbation oh my masturbation sleeve um so yes my birthday is any minute now mm-hmm. uh tomorrow is wednesday so it's all about fashion police all day mm-hmm. so i'm not really i'm not really making a big plan we're gonna go to el cid which was a great idea friday night park. taking you out to a um, flamenco show they'll have chips I They'll can't have wait. melted cheese so, over things. I didn't make a big plan, but that's okay. I had I got to go to Hawaii. I got a job. I'm a happy clam. Yeah, I'm a happy clam. Is that what well, they say? No, you're happy camper. Uh, and uh, happy as a clam. I think on Saturday I'm going to go to Gay Disney, yeah, uh, club thing. So and I'm going to try to see Norma when she's here. That is so exciting. Yeah, I would love. Look, here's my. I would love to a year from now. Have enough, you know, couch potatoes or whatever out there that it would be so amazing if that we could do. I just, I do have to say, I sometimes dream about us doing this show every day, like on Sirius. I do too. And I how amazing it would be to then for fucking ever. No, no, no. But I know. But like, I kind of fantasize about us having that show every day and then doing events. And I know we're gonna do a couch potato cruise. It would be great. And you it know, would be just great. A, yeah, but you know. Because I, I do know. imagine that the people that listen to this podcast are a fun, damaged bunch. They're awesome. Life is a slog. Let's not forget. <sighs> and uh... That's the goddamn truth, Tori. <laughs> um, I... That's about... Have you ever seen pictures of Tori in D.C.? I have not. Have you? No. And I, I imagine her to be really downplaying her looks. Yeah. I imagine Tori in D.C., who was our uh, transsexual, transgendered woman, I believe is the correct terminology, right? She's a transgendered so. lady yes. living in D.C. She's She doesn't stand on ceremony. So I know she's laughing hearing this right yes. now that I'm trying to choose my words carefully because right. I, I know she could give a damn. Yeah. But, um, but I imagine her – she loves to just talk about how it's just – she's just an old – 
it's so hard to be an old tranny, yeah. but I fucking, and she's wise and wonderful. And I imagine her and has an accent. I think, I think Britishy really I think, or Welsh or something. God, I imagine I her to just be so wonderful and really, uh, prettier than she, uh, imagines herself to be, but aren't we all, we all are. Isn't that's maybe true. that's the lesson here. That is the lesson learned from a middle-aged transgendered woman. I think so. We're all prettier than we think we are. That's true. Wow. Well, this podcast was brought to you by our friends uh, at Dr. Kiss. It's the world's greatest lip balm. You can find it at vanitymark.com. And that's Mark with a K. Yes. That's vanitymark.com. And also the new book, Have Yourself a Movie Little Christmas by mm -hmm. Alonzo, Alonzo Duraldi, available on Amazon and everywhere buying books are sold. Yes, yes, yes. And I want to give a shout out to Sudafed for getting me home on that flight. I yeah. took two and I conked out because I took the red eye. That's great. Oh, I was like, how am I going to do this? So and thank you. And we will be back in a week with another episode of The Comedy Couch with Dennis Hensley and Tony Tripoli. We love you for listening. Bye. Bye. Oh.